Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro. The podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Akome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today in the guest chair, I'm so excited to have Nikki Osei Barrett and Simona Noche Wright of District Mother Hude and the Mom Friends in the guest chair. Nikki and Simona are mothers, strategic communicators, brand strategists, publicists, event planners, and the brains behind the groundbreaking premier organization for millennial moms of color, District Motherhood and the Mom Friends. Through organic social media engagement and unique events, their DC, Maryland, and Virginia-based 501c3 pioneered a regional and national mommy group movement. Nikki and Simona are nationally sought out as the voice of Black millennial motherhood and if you haven't heard of them then you are going to love today's episode because we talk about how they met how they decided to start district motherhood how they started the momference what the momference is and how they have formalized what they started as a side hustle into an official 501c3 i can't wait for you to hear this conversation so let's get right into it Welcome, welcome to the guest chair, Simona and Nikki. Thank you for having us. Hi, Hi, ladies. Oh, I just love your energy already. (laughs) 
for like, can, can we just talk about this? Can we just talk about the coordination? coordination. I love it. it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your backgrounds. You know, what were your individual initial career paths before creating District Motherhood? Yeah, I'll start. So we're both actually communication strategist, PR girls. And I think that's kind of how we bonded. Um, my focus is fashion, beauty, luxury, lifestyle, wellness. Um, and I'm actually celebrating 13 years of PR. I just realized that yeah. this is 2023. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a background in PR. I went to Bowie State University, HBCU grad. I knew that I wanted to work in fashion in some capacity. And then I discovered PR and said, okay, I'm moving to New York to be a fashion PR girl. Did that for a little bit and then kind of transitioned over to the beauty sector. And that's okay. where, where I'm at now. What about yeah. you, Simona? So I am, so I was born and raised in Ghana. And when I moved to the States, I became a Jersey girl. So I only came to DC to go to Howard. Um, I was having PR, PR background, but actually in film. So I have been with um, marketing agencies that focus on motion picture studios. So like Nikki said, I think that's where our connection was. I was a true PR girl and event produ production girl. So all the red carpets, Again, that had to do with like film releases. That's where my career path was. So I was in DC at that point. She was back in Maryland, two PR girls in two different worlds, um, but both moms. And that's how we came to join forces. Brought together by Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Listen, I love an Instagram friend. There's so many people who yes. I meet and that when we meet in real life, it's like, that's my Instagram friend. Like, yes. if you get it, you get it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's my yeah. homie. And there's some people that you've never met on Instagram yeah. that rock with you harder than your actual circle like these are yes. your people so so at what point did you decide to create district motherhood and why so that escalated really quickly mm -hmm. um i reached out to simona again we were just instagram friends we like each other's pictures um we were both i noticed that we were both from ghana we both were boy moms at that time we both had two kids now we both have three kids nice. but at that time we were both boy moms and i said and she um was a film publicist and i had this idea for just a one-off event for black moms that lived in the dmv area based loosely off the movie bad moms which she would have been doing film publicity for, but she had just given birth to her second son, Roman. So I reached out to her via DM, um, then I followed up via email, and she's like, you know, I'm on maternity leave, but let's just meet up to see if there's some actual synergy. Like, we know each other on IG, but do we really like each other? Is there a right. real vibe? So we met up for coffee just to talk and see what was what. And as we conversed, like... We were just like, we have so much in common. We're both like super high energy, creatives, PR girls. And the ideas just started flowing. Just rolling, just rolling. We were actually at the coffee bar downtown DC. And like Nikki said, we were, you know, at that point, we weren't even like Instagram friends, real life friends. We were right. literally Instagram friends that just followed each other yep. um, and engaged. But, you know, we had no idea. I didn't know where she lived. She didn't know where I live, <laughs> you know. Nope. So we just met to be like, why not? Right. Like, right. Let's just, there's already a vibe. The fact that there was an interest to do an event together is why we met up. But like Nikki said, through the conversation, we started planning a one off. But through the conversation, 
conversation, it seems like there was something bigger. And it was almost like we were both talking about two different things. We were talking about an event, but also talking about the after the event, which is insane that we followed through with the after at our first meeting instead of what most people will will consider a wise decision to probably just say, how about we just do this one event and then like see how it goes? We were like, no, we're going to do this event. And I think we're talking about organization here. What's going to be the name? Okay, we both have to go pick up kids. We got to go home. But tonight we're going to come up and her girlfriend um, at that point was designing websites and logos. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was up like my husband was asleep and I'm texting. We're going back and forth, coming up with the name. And I'm like, what about we're like, she's like district. That's a district mom. Black moms of the district or something. Yeah, and, and you and she, you said, you know, district mothers, district mother, mother Hude, and it, we were like, wow, <laughs> mother Hude, and we both felt it. We're like, That's I love it. the name. And yep. she it. took that name and tapped her friend, and I think by the end of the day, ne- the next day, which was twenty four hours after we met, we had the logo. A website we had created the Instagram page, and that's when our PR brains really kicked in because yes. we're like, how are people? We know there's a need, right? Because that was your right. question. You just asked, like, how do we create and why? Because yep. we were both girls that were super career focused, girls, girls like to go out, but we also realized that we both infused our motherhood um, journeys in our everyday lives, and we figured there's probably a lot of girls like us, especially in this city, that want to network, that want to go right. out without the kids and without like your typical mom's night out you know mom's wine out you know (laughs) it's always like a wine out and like no there's so much more to us as women else to do and we can really build on that and that was the why and Mm -hmm. the pr kicked in. we were running giveaways that's how we just ran you right ran with it. Running. I love the momentum you describe because so many times you have that meeting with your friend, especially when you're starting something with a friend, right? You're like, we should right. do this. And y'all right. hype. And then no one follows through. But you yeah. were on it. You immediately acted. And I love yeah. that lesson because it just goes to show that if you move forward, you'll make so much more traction than if you wait for the perfect name, the perfect logo, all of that, like all of that can Mm -hmm. change down the line. And you didn't know that the mom friends was going to come to be at that exact moment, but you knew you were onto something. You felt the synergy. I love the Mm -hmm. synergy you described. You met and you immediately felt that connection because energy is important. And you knew knew that you were the right partners. So what was the initial format? Like, was it small events or just one signature small event? It's so funny because they're... Like we put everything together very quickly and we launched our first event October 6th, but we didn't really have a real framework. We didn't Mm -hmm. say, okay, we're going to have, you know, four staple events. And there was none of that. We had our first event and then the moms were like, well, when's the next one? And we said, okay, well, let's think of the next one. So the first event was the mom loft. It was like a pampering event. Moms could come and get headshots, mix and mingle. There were giveaways. There was a DJ. They could get their makeup done. And we partnered with Industrial Bank, a black owned bank in the area. We had black owned mom owned vendors. We like we did we did a thing. Simona cooked. I catered. Nice. She catered because the caterer fell through at the eleventh I mean. hour. <laughs> um, she catered and we made it work in the room. The energy in that room was so magical, mm-hmm. and everybody took to social and shared and posted and tagged us. And everyone was like, "When's the next event?" Right. And then we started thinking about the, the next, next event. event. <laughs> yeah. So the first event was in October. It. Our second uh-huh. event was the November November the um, Thanksgiving event yeah. at Watkins Park. And then we we're like, "Okay, well, let's do a Christmas event." 
So I think after we did the first three events, we were like, okay, we're onto something. Um, how frequently are going we going to have yeah. these events? Are they going to be themed? Let's sit down and really begin to break things down. So right. in 2017, we kind of began to focus and strategize right. and identify. Because we both had full-time jobs, you know? Right. Like, we were both, uh, you know, there's a movie this coming a out every Friday. Yeah, this yeah. exactly. A passion project. It was a passion almost. project because we weren't mm-hmm. even thinking about profiting we were not even mm. thinking about monetizing we were just like okay so what else what, what else other experience can we bring exactly. to these moms and i think profit was never front i of think mind. that's really key i think that's mm-hmm. why you know by god's grace district mother he took off because the mm-hmm. initial passion and heart for it was this feels good. Like we yes. want to build mom tribes and we know we're cool girls and we want to <laughs> meet these other cool moms mm-hmm. and build these spaces for our kids. So it mm-hmm. was just, it was just fun. Like anything that popped to mind and it was almost like our version of self-care, you know, cause it's yeah. like, you're busy with kids, you're busy with your day-to-day work. So I was like, what else you want to do? You want to do a right. Thanksgiving party? Cool. What, then we did something at Bloomingdale. We did. Yeah. Um, we did the Bloomingdale's shopping event. Shopping we event. That's just so amazing because it's like that's one of the things that came to my mind it's like what does it look like to be busy working moms full-time jobs and to create a space outside of yourself for Mm -hmm. other moms to enjoy experience come together find that connection which you need the most when you become a mom Mm -hmm. that connection that feeling of knowing others and knowing you're not alone you're not going crazy Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what does that look like in your life in balancing and making sure you're saving space for yourself Mm -hmm. while also taking care of others needs now exactly i mean i think that in doing these events that is how we were finding the self-care and the community and the extension beyond our husbands and our kids it was through this work and the work is so incredibly selfless Mm -hmm. like we are Yes, we want to build mom tribes and build community, but it's ultimately the feedback from other moms that were like, right. I haven't been out since I gave birth. You know, yep. I'm, I'm eight months postpartum. This is my first event. I love meeting all these other moms, these connections. Oh my gosh, I met this mom that lives three doors down from me. And I didn't know she lived three doors down from me, but I met her at this event. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like those interactions they just made us so much more passionate about executing these events. Yeah. Right. Um, and we find self-care through that. Yeah. And I think as, as we've grown, you know, yeah. there's so many people that have more access to us. Mm-hmm. So that now that we're, you know, six years in, yeah. we do kind of take moments to tap into our real selves. Right. Yes. Like, and not to say that, you know, who we are with all these moms, but, but, Pouring out so much requires like filling in because it it went from cute events to mommy walks and talking about postpartum and then here trying to advocate for people and initiatives, meal trains, NICUs. And a lot of these things are so much fun, but a lot of them are heavy. So Mm -hmm. it definitely does require us to like have our own girls day. And it's like, oh, girl, like let's debrief or Mm -hmm. take a moment from social media or hang out with our friends that are not moms so that we can kind of visit the original Simona and Nikki that we know outside of this space that we created. created. I'm so glad you're doing that. It didn't get to that point until recently. recently. You know, you talk about 
having your passion project or just your side hustle becoming your main hustle and starting to feel burnt out. Um, and not to say we're burnt out, but it is an incredible amount of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't yeah. really start to recognize that until like yeah. 2020-ish. When you, when you finally realized that the thing that you created was for other people and not for you. <laughs> yeah, And it takes on a life of its own. From the outside looking in, anytime I see anything event related, I just think of like a lot of work. <laughs> And so it's funny oh, I when, have told you that. Yeah. when she and I met and we're bonding and, you know, we're both PR girls. And she's like, well, I'm an event girl. And I'm like, I'm not. She's like, so you don't like events? I'm like, I don't. And that's also why I know that God is so intentional about the way that he orchestrates partnerships. Because I'm a PR girl through and through sponsorships, yes. partnerships. Mm-hmm. Simona, she's a PR girl, but she is an event magician. So you put the two of us together and true magic takes place. But in, in doing so, I've also become an event girl by force. <laughs> My force. Okay, so we have to talk now about the biggest event. Now what's become your signature event, the Mom Friends. So first of all, can you describe the Mom Friends in your own words? Oh, Lord. So the Mom Friends, when you think about the Mom Friends, you think about a really fun mommy university, like the like the HBCU experience for Black moms. And when I say HBCU experience for Black moms, because there's so much culture, there's so much Black pride, there's so much relatable education. Um, you do end up seeing your sorors, right, from different, play different yeah. organizations. It's just a weekend of Blackness that just reminds you that being a mom is one thing, but being a Black mom is it's being in your own separate league. And I think being H- HBCU grads, me going to Howard and Nikki Bowie, that is what has sustained us, you know, as women. We can be in different rooms and different cultures, but you can never take away what those four years set for us. And I think that's what we thrive with the mom friends. You can leave the mom friends weekend, go back home and live whatever life that you live, but we want that weekend to sustain you. And that's what the HBCU experience did for us. And that is why this experience is very Black and proud and educational and we swag surf and we uh, uh, every year there every was a year. different dance yes. so we swag surf well we swag surf every year but what but is the black dance we always everybody electric does electric no, no is it the electric slide no. the original one it's the electric before slide. I let go is that the well, electric, that's the electric slide? slide that you do oh, yes yes okay. year two was before I let go and then now we just did the Beyonce the, yeah. the, the yes. but it feels like that it does and it's purple and also everything Simona said, but a lot of people compare the Monference to Essence Fest and they say this oh, is the okay. Essence Fest for moms. For moms. Um, and even sponsors, when we have these conversations, yeah. they kind of reference it. And not even a lot of people, the producer of Essence. The yes. producer of Essence Fest said that in our first mom- year. Yes, nice. she was there. And she said, oh, this is the Essence Fest She for did. She, nice. she did point it. And so it's like a cross between Essence Fest and Homecoming. Yes. You are going to to see your girlfriends, your yes. mom friends that you've met specifically at the right. mom friends. And it's a destination. That, it's like, it's a destination. we have to go to the mom friends this year. Like oh, that's yes. a conversation that I'm always having with my mom friends. Like we gotta go. <laughs> like, 40, 40% going. of our that's guests, mm-hmm. 40% mm-hmm. of our attendees fly in, which is an incredible statistic. So that's amazing. Now, what inspired you to go from the smaller events to this large scale conference? 
Well, so we had smaller events and then we were doing very large scale events in DC. Like, like we okay. were doing Mom's Giving, we were doing Mommy on Blanc, which is a spin on of um, Danae on Blanc, which is our all white Mommy and Me picnic. Then okay. all these moms from all over were asking us to travel. But at that point, we were not interested in traveling with our events because we were still learning district motherhood. We were still, you know, busy on ourselves and we just didn't have the capacity for that. Nor yeah. did we have the resources. The resources. Right. Like, who's going to be flying us out here? So, right. um, and we were also we've always obviously you know things have gotten more expensive with our ticket prices but at the core we've always wanted to make things affordable Mm -hmm. so we just knew that we couldn't hit people with prices for us to fly all over so what we said was you know what since you all want us to bring this energy to you maybe the energy really is the dmv maybe we may not be able to duplicate it in this Mm -hmm. way in your city because it's not it's beyond just Mm -hmm. how well we publicize or produce the event but it's the people and it's the energy of the dmv so if what you are seeing through video and pictures make you feel something then you need to come here and when we thought about like well if they come here what are we going to do and we're like oh we're going to do a conference like we're going to do one day where everybody comes so when people go to new orleans for essence they look forward to that when people come to dc for alc week from the congressional black caucus they look forward to that everyone is going to come to the dmv for the mom friends Mm -hmm. so that they can experience what these black moms in the dmv area experience and that's why Exactly that. And remember, so in 2017, Mm -hmm. um, I was doing PR for um, a beauty event called Ubiquitous, a -hmm. phenomenal event. And it was held at the um, convention center. And you said it. We were walking around looking at all the activations and the sponsors. (laughs) And she's like, one day we're going to have our own conference. And this was like August, this is August August 2017. And then May 2018, no, so the end of the end of 2017, we're discussing all of our initiatives um, for 2018. And as if we're not busy enough, as if we don't right. have district mother, huge full-time jobs, children, all of this, we're just like, you know what? We should just go ahead and do this conference. And this is December. <laughs> this is December 2017. I made that comment in August. August 2017. December, we're like, we'll do it. When Whoa. is it going to be? In May. In May. Whoa. And... The rest, the the rest is history. And from there, we put out a call on social media, good old Instagram. For help, I hope. For help, absolutely. Because we realized (laughs) up to this point, it had only been she and I. Like all of the events and like, you know, some of our girlfriends would come and help with setup and breakdown. But for the most point, the execution, it was Simone and I. We knew we could not execute a full scale conference with just the two of us. So we put out a call on social saying we needed more mom power and we asked moms to apply. And I think for that first round it was like maybe 75 applications mm-hmm. and the moms came correct because we came correct. We said, we're looking for moms that have expertise in the following areas, graphic design, tech, PR, branding, sponsorship, event design, event production, all of that. We got a ton of resumes, reviewed them and we conducted interviews, screenings, all of that. Then we narrowed it down to 25 moms, and that was our mom squad, most of which is still with us to this day. Wow. Okay. I have so many questions. First of all, (laughs) kudos to you guys, because just knowing the scale at which you're operating and then now learning more about the behind the scenes that's incredible so thank you you started out by of course learning what people wanted learning what you wanted and events were more 
come and enjoy. At some point, you started charging. Mm-hmm. How did you start to pay speakers, pay staff, or was that all volunteer the first time around? Was it through charging for tickets? Like, how did that formal monetization process go? Oh man, like it really, it really was all God because especially to pull this off in five months, we had the ideas, we got the mom squad and what we did was we were just like really bold and had a lot of audacity, you know, like mm-hmm. we knew that what we were doing mattered. So yes. again, thanks to our skill set, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think it's very important to like, you know, us being two Christian women and although the organization is not a faith-based organization, it definitely runs on a lot of coffee and prayers to Jesus. Yes. And for us, you know, I definitely think that the day that God assigned her to be this PR sponsorship guru and me to be this events girl, he had District Mother Youth in mind. So those skills really came into play when we quickly came up with a deck and we knew all the buzzwords. We knew the sorts of like numbers. And we, before the conference, yeah, we may be charging like $12 here or $15 here, you know, nominal cost, but we were we were gathering a lot of data and we yeah. used all of that and the want that people had to put them in a pretty deck and that's what and we pitched for our we lives pitched. and yes. fortunately again because of our skill sets and our respective relationships and contacts right. so we could tap our friends and said hey you know we really need the contacts for you know amazon for this for, th- for this for this and they were able gracious enough to share them and also we research we know we know how to look up a press release. We know how to look up on LinkedIn, which is major key to find yeah. out who the point of contact is. We know how to identify or figure out an email mm-hmm. address because these are all, you know, little yeah. things that you need to um, be able to do. And we pitched. And, and, we, we pitched. and the, I think the passion also was really evident, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't go into this like we need to do this conference to make so much money. You know, we still weren't thinking about paying ourselves. We still weren't thinking about paying ourselves. We were like working, like, like we want the moms to have a good time. time. This is our inaugural conference. Like we were working for these moms. Like, who are we working for? These strangers that we don't we know. We want to pay but, our speakers. We were thinking about paying and everybody. We did and we but paid our speakers. We pay, yes, we did. We paid our keynotes through sponsorship, through ticket sales. Yep. I think like through husbands, husbands. <laughs> Like, the venue truly believed in our mission as well. So they were giving us, the hotels was giving us discounts. Like, look, wow. all you have to pay for this, we'll waive this. And then mm-hmm. for our staff, it was all volunteered, but we had to pay for their food the entire We had mm-hmm. to pay for, for their, their hotel their stay. Accommodations. Accommodations. Mm-hmm. And we were just... Photo shoots, makeup. There photo other shoots, things. makeup, yeah. paying for the speaker's makeup. And I think, you know, where you know, there's a quote where it's like, whoever has um, a why can find any how, you know? And I think like... Mm-hmm. We had our our why, you know, mm-hmm. so like by any means, however we're going to do, we're going to do it. And we set this goal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think our first year, we were at least able to get $75,000 in sponsorship. So do we make any money? No, because we blew all that money on like our hotel stay. And yeah. I think the extra $100 we made, we probably bought a glass of champagne. <laughs> or like it was so fun. And honestly, like I remember we stared at each other when we got on that stage because I, I think we did not know the, like, magnitude. the magnitude you know and we yes. were just like oh my god I 250 women, women are here are here and at least 20 of them came from different states and we are looking and i think that's when and since that we had learned so much and then it was like all right we need to be able to make a profit because it's yes. so much work you know yes. like yes. And because this matters, like Mm -hmm. this is a thing. So we're still here ever since then. We've made a profit, not a lot to where we would 
want to but you know then the pandemic hit but honestly right. <laughs> we've been blessed like i would say like we haven't lost we've learned yes. so much and and every year you know we add we make five more dollars and then this is good last year was our first full in-person event and it was probably our most expensive event like mm -hmm. our keynotes cost a lot we'll say numbers but it was given six-figured numbers and wow. we were just like wow look at god and the mm -hmm. fact that we yeah. have it and now i think that we are on track this year for it to be the most profitable year like significantly profitable yes, year for yes. Us. i'm here for that I'm yes all, I'm we need profit. those sponsors those sponsors need to come in and put their money where their right. mouths are yeah, yeah put their money where their mouths are i love it and I'm, I'm so glad that you talk about that because a lot of times people see a glossy event and like not only mm -hmm. does it look amazing but they're also assuming that you're making like a million dollars mm -hmm. off the bat and no it takes time right you know it first you might be break even then you keep going yeah. and going and going Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy-to-use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. AWeber, simpler email marketing. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I also want to know about the marketing piece. So you obviously both are PR and also just awesome networked people, right? So that part of it initially seems to have started out with a lot of word of mouth, but obviously it takes way more than that to fill conference seats. So what are some of the strategies you use to build attention and brand build awareness for the mom friends? 
So before she, so she's all PR for our team, so she could take, but I will say just a few things. Um, our team is a very skilled team full of diverse um, talents and skill sets. So we have, uh, you know, the mom friends, even though it's the mom squad, it's broken up in different teams and we have a PR team, which Nikki obviously leads and handles all of that. But we also have an amazing girl who does all our graphic design mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. also she's a digital communicator. So yeah. already, you know, that's where she went to school. That's what she mm -hmm. does for a day to day. So she's always able to kind of check the pulse of like mm -hmm. what's happening and when our moms are responding and um, take the data from our conferences previously and be like, right. this is when they're most engaged. This is, we've noticed like, this is a, as much info as they want as the beginning. And this is how much we can go with teasing them before they kind of mm -hmm. lose their patience. So I think yes. studying our moms and understanding like what they need and asking questions without them. And I'm probably sharing too much, but without them knowing that we are actually mm -hmm. serving them, yeah. um, we're able to pull that info and keep them engaged. But the, the main thing is, you know, PR helps a lot, but these moms, like we don't, we've, never had to drop a keynote we've actually sold all of our tickets before our keynote so yeah and thanks to the amazing nikki for her pr work <laughs> i mean i would honestly say that our work before the mom friends it kind of set the tone for the the re response that we received right. because district Mo district motherhood was a thing before the mom friends. and our community is so supportive mm -hmm. they go so hard for us but it's because we serve them so selflessly and so That's beautifully it. That's it. You know, and I, I won't I don't even want to like brag or anything, but our events are so well done thanks to Simona. Like every little detail, like it's an experience. So when we decided to do a, a conference, word of mouth really preceded us. And everyone was like, okay, they're doing a conference. It's about to be lit. And then yep. we implemented the PR strategies. Then we started reaching out to different media outlets. Then we started working on brand partnerships. Then we started working on influencer marketing mm -hmm. and getting influencers to be brand ambassadors. But I mean, our first event, the first conference, I think the tickets sold out in, was it like two days? Mm -hmm. The first conference. And the, then the one, mar the, the, the since then it's been, um, what, 2020, 2021 was six minutes. Like, and we didn't even have to like, no, no, that was 2020 was six oh, and then, we, then we went into the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. It was, it was insane how quickly these tickets sold out. Um, and now of course we utilize social media and then thanks right. to the analytics from our digital team, we know how to tease and they are on, on the tip of their seats. The <laughs> other day we dropped a picture of a, a mom friends bag and like 2000 <laughs> likes, 1000 comments, people purchased flights. Wow. They were like, what? purchase flights just from a teaser. So wow. I would definitely say like the marketing piece is God. Mm -hmm. God is our true marketer and our true publicist. But then the skill set from the team, mm -hmm. um, we further amplify through PR it. and digital. And it just I'm feels good when you go to our page, like we don't post anything that's not happening, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I like all the pictures and the videos are are what happened. So I think yes. we market like what happened and they see that and they're like, I want that. And then our guests market for us. Exactly. They're yep. in the comments and they're like, yep. oh, I can't wait to see you. This is the best event I've ever attended. Testimonies and reviews is our right. marketing strategy. I love the reunion aspect of it too. Like yes. moms get into, yes. because you get in your own world and your own bubbles. You don't see your friends as much. So then here you are. It's like a family reunion. Yeah, It's absolutely. literally a family reunion. There, there are so many women that make this their their trip for the year yeah. where they met at mom friends. Okay. So this is an annual thing an annual girlfriends week. And then they meet at the mom friends. And it's incredible to us 
to see the friendships that have blossomed and sustained. Mm-hmm. It's it, it gives me chills. There was like four four <laughs> girls that went. Now they they call themselves the same damn mamas. They go to Tanzania and Kenya. <laughs> they and just like, came back from Iceland. Iceland, like, and they met at the mom friends. Yeah, yeah. I love traveling it. the world together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm learning so much from you guys, and let me just pause here to, to share a few things, a few key takeaways that I'm hearing. So number one is you started with the pure intentions of just serving and learning. So, you know, some mm-hmm. people start and they're immediately thinking about, you know, butts and seeds. How much can I make if I get X amount of people in the room mm-hmm. before they even have decided to serve with quality experience, you know, but you focused yep. on that first and through that you built trust. So now mm-hmm. you have a community that trusts that you're going to serve them with an awesome time, an amazing event, quality touches from, you know, from the minute they land to the the minute they leave. And so they know, I don't even need to know who's speaking, right? Simona, you, that's so huge Mm -hmm. that you said, I don't even need to share who's going to be there for them to decide to come. They're like, oh, it's happening. The dates are set. I'm booking it. And that is uncanny you do not hear that you do not get that from every conference so i hope you guys are hearing these takeaways if you are trying to do events those three things right there very very important we have a lot of women that want to create like-minded organizations which we encourage because every city needs a district motherhood yeah we hear all the time indiana ohio houston i wish we had we had something like this here and we're like create it Just go ahead and do it. And I know it's not that easy for some people, but then there are others that reach out to us and say, hey, we want to replicate this. So how did you all get so big? And it's like, that is the wrong question to ask. (laughs) Let's just start with your why. Who do you want to serve? You said that there's a void in the community. So start Mm -hmm. with creating a memorable experience for five to 10 moms at a coffee shop. Right. Yeah. Meet, right. you know, meet them where they are. It doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. Mm-hmm. And that was never our intention. We never thought it would become what it was. So yeah. I'm glad that you reiterated that point. Yeah. Cause that was really the way you broke that down. Like yeah. definitely was like, Oh yeah, that's, that, that's that, true. That's and, really mm-hmm. it. And it, it just reminds you of why the mom friends is even necessary. Right. So like, mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest struggles that women who attend the conference share with you of why they wanted to come? Um, yeah. So a lot of them may not have a lot of moms around them that are black. Um, so they may live in neighborhoods or in towns and cities where they don't have that support. So they're very attracted and want to come for that. This may have been their first baby and they're just looking for a space to breathe. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, see women that look like they are breathing and, and very transparent about struggles that you're experiencing, but they're still breathing, you want to come and get that. You want to come and get that air. You know, so I think mm-hmm. a lot of the women want that information. You know yes. what I mean? Like people want to learn. Like there's no manual to motherhood, but there's the mom prints and exactly. at least you, you can come to that and you can hear from other moms. There was one woman who came and she came because of one panel and that panel was highlighting like the journey of like autistic parents and she drove from North Carolina mm-hmm. herself, you know, and I will never forget in the lobby her telling me that because I was like, oh, wow. who did you come with that? And she was like, you got, and it made me feel seen because that was my son, you know, so I think, you know, once you step through those mom friends doors, it really doesn't matter if you're a top tier influencer, celebrity, the founders or a guest, like 
at that point, we are all moms. So we're not even big on like, I want to bring my assistant to follow me around. It's like, that's actually not even the vibe of this space. Right. It's really like, <laughs> it's, it's really not. And it's hard to explain it until yeah. you experience it. Yeah. But it's like, everyone can share. The person yeah. on the stage is sharing from experience. And the person in that seat is going to share mm -hmm. with their other mom friends that they meet through at lunch. You know, like right. there's so much learning and it's, it's a big hug and is a wealth of information mm -hmm. just floating around mm -hmm. and i think that's that's what really you know that's what sets the conference apart and sometimes people just want a gift it's the weekend after mother's day yes. Yes. they're trying to hang out and let loose and twerk a little bit and drink a little bit <laughs> and, and nobody cuts up like black mothers that have child care what? Right, and but away from your kid for away a weekend. Away from their kids, your partner what? for a weekend. And when I tell you the moms, they show up, they are beat. 7 a.m., hair, makeup. I, I'm, it's just ready. We yeah. were like, y'all look good. <laughs> you know, like the mom for is fly. It's a fly dope event, but it's still very authentic and personable. And I think people just want to be a part of that. So yes. approachable. Yes. Yeah. What were some of your biggest takeaways after like the first mom friends, both from an event standpoint and a PR standpoint of what you needed to improve to implement in the following years? I think the biggest learning was we need more money. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's a lot of like growing pains, right? Yeah. Like, we talked a lot about authenticity. We talk a, a lot about being approachable and about um, how everyone loves the conference, but there also may be people that don't, right? Like, yes. because they may not know, like, are they pocketing our money or uh, this is a mommy conference? Like, why should mommy conferences, you know, people that also, like, it's not personal, but people don't know how right. much things cost, you know? Like, right. for them, they're like, we're moms. They're trying to hang out. Things should be a hundred dollars. Like, I'm right. sorry, a hundred dollars didn't even cover your food. Like, Correct. your ticket prices, like the ticket sales from last year, as expensive six fifty as it was. And those producers who ticket higher than yes. our tickets always some have laughed. Some have been oh, like, yes. "Really? They like, ridiculed us? Ridiculed us? Like that's wow. it?" But you know, those ticket sales last year covered half of the conference. Mm -hmm. So we had to work hard, and we are working for free to get those sponsorship yep. sponsorship dollars to cover the rest. You know, so there's a lot of growing pains that that mm. come with like that's making sure that everyone like knows. And we've lost people because like you know, growing this thing requires patience, requires yeah. trust, right? Like sacrifice, sacrifice. <laughs> And it also requires us, we're both approachable, but we're also leaders. And when you mentioned that, you know, people should think about serving before the money part, yeah. not only is it about where your intentions are, but we have to think about, we're talking about people. And when you're talking about people, if you break something, those people are left in limbo. Like we're talking about community here. Mm -hmm. And these moms are putting their motherhood journeys and trust and feelings in what you've built. So with that comes like a level of, um, discipline and no nonsense that we've had to grow when it comes to mm -hmm. people having access to us or mm -hmm. how they mm -hmm. manage our planning and we, yeah. with that we've had to let people go you know like because I'm sure like some people would be like yeah maybe they are mean girls you know and, <laughs> and, and, and some people may not like us and I think that sometimes once 
what you're doing goes from play play Correct. to yes. you know like oh no we can't risk this yeah. not everybody may be able to understand why mm-hmm. you know what i mean so, so everybody that's can't been, come everybody, everybody can't come, come and everyone should not come and Correct. it sucks but everyone should not come and sometimes Mm -hmm. those decisions are made by us so that has been the takeaway you know growing growing pains pains. losing people in the planning trust because we need the bigger the more Mm -hmm. every year we're like we're we're stretched thin like it's 22 women moms going to walkthroughs, going to this, leaving our families. Mothers. Mothers. And we may have like volunteers in high school or college come help us the day of, but everything, we do not hire. I am the producer, she's the publicist, and our team is the one building that pamper suite and mark, uh, everything you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so the- after basketball cra- practice yeah. after cheer- cheerleading i mean the there's a level of commitment you have to be committed to build you have to be in this every single day yeah and everyone is not able and we don't fault our volunteers for this because at the yeah. end of the day this is a volunteer, volunteer. position and mm-hmm. as we have transitioned and become a 501c3 there yeah. are paid positions but for the most part is volunteer so yeah at what stage did that happen like that transition to an official nonprofit? 2020 that was 2020 and it's funny we met um one of our board members um miselich luby we met her at a holiday party december 2017 the holiday party that we hosted we hosted and she walked up to us it was her first district motherhood event and she does nonprofit work for um a child care child advocacy organization And so she was just fascinated. Like, I've never seen black women in the room. There's black husbands here. Y'all are like, she was like, what is this? At the <laughs> event, at the actual event, she approached me. I'm mm-hmm. drinking and having a good time. She's like, this is phenomenal. I'm Sally. I think you guys should become a nonprofit. Let's talk. And I'm just looking at her like, what are you even talking about? It was just so shocking. I said, sure, let's exchange information. Um, she followed up with us in January. So this is January 2018. And then she, Simone and I, we met, connected, and she just shared her vision for of us shared her vision that she had for us so we were like wow but at that time we weren't ready we we couldn't even conceive what she was talking about it was still fun and games at this point we were about to um begin producing the monference and she has joined she joined our team um but she continued to get on us and say you guys are doing this let's just add a couple of nonprofit initiatives we already did some give back type of work. We did the Hurricane Harvey yeah. give back. We did the Cassandra was it the diaper brigade. We, we've done other things. She's like, no, let's really identify some pain points within the community. Let's come up with set initiatives, maybe one per quarter. Um, she found us a pro bono law firm law firm to assist us with the transition. Uh, yeah. We started that um, 2019 and then March 2020, we officially became a nonprofit. What was the benefit of becoming a 501c3? Grants. Grants. Funding. Yes, yes. I mean, we've been doing this work and we transitioned from community org to 501c3. At the end of the day, building community is work. And we've since added additional pillars and initiatives that still kind of tie into the the fun events, but we also get to tackle more important issues. But all of these things, in order for them to be executed, we need money to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that was the largest thing. Uh, But we also didn't want to lose the spirit of district motherhood, right? Becoming, I guess, you know, 
too serious just the for profit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and did you, this obviously is way bigger than a side hustle now. Oh, yeah. So did you pivot from your full-time jobs? If so, at what stage did you do that? So for me, like, I think at some point our full times were recognizing that district motherhood was becoming <laughs> full time, right? Yeah. Especially me being in PR, right? Like I'm, yeah. wearing, I'm doing these press days for talent. And one day I'm taking talent to like the TV studio. And then the next day, my director is like, wait, you're also on TV. Like, what, <laughs> like what's happening here? You know, like, I know you had a mommy org, but now this is a thing. Right. And now right. you're like producing a conference. Now you whatever. <laughs> so I think at that point, they knew what I was doing. And yeah. I knew that, um, number one, I wanted to become, to spend, I had little children, mm -hmm. right? Like, so I'm like, I think like my passion for being here nine to five isn't here anymore with mm -hmm. District Motherhood growing. So I did take a step back. Mm -hmm. I focused on District Motherhood solely and my children. But through that, the company still wanted me. So they're like, you know what? How about this? How about we just keep you as a freelancer so you can still do what you're doing? Right. We'll pay you for that. But then it's at your own terms. You don't have to come to the office. Mm -hmm. So I was still doing that because... You know, I've shared with her so many times. I'm like, I don't want to lose like who I am, you know, mm -hmm. and, and part of it, like that passion, like I love that. And I don't mm -hmm. want to lose Simona because I'm yeah. giving the, the community part of Simona so much away, you know, so that I for me you. never disappeared. Like it's okay. still here. I'm still with that company. I just signed a new contract and with time. I now understand, you know, like we have the mob squad, we have a team. So district by the is still, it takes up so much of my life that by next year, I'm like, look, like this is a full time yes. paid and which is why the grants are important, right? Yep. Because mm -hmm. some can go to admin and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that takes a lot of our work, but the PR side, I, I don't think I'm ready. Um, and I don't think I will ever, nor should I be um, to, to, to let go. I want to be in LA and having fun and being in that world of Hollywood and films and still yes. be here in the DMV. And it's important to know that about yourself. It's important to know what your needs are, even when you start a side hustle that you enjoy growing and you enjoy the fact that it's grown and it's serving more people and it's bigger and it's now a full-time business. That doesn't mean you have to let go of everything else you've ever done. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the same for me throughout. Um, so I own and operate a PR agency, I'll say PR. And at that time, it's funny because when we started District Motherhood is when I decided to go full time with my PR agency. Literally um, <laughs> the month before I quit my job, August 31st. And so I'm going to do I'll say PR full time. And then we launched District Motherhood like, I don't know, two uh -huh. weeks before. Mm -hmm. it, the whole thing was just wild how it coincided. So I really started to pick up clientele, some of which has had even been on your podcast. I started to build out my client roster from there and picking up contracts. But yes, right. it was a lot juggling the two. And I never really stopped. And yeah. it's still the same thing. Yeah. I Funny. actually just it's like when I see you in that realm, like, why do I not make the connection? I'm just now like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I get pitched by you all the time. Oh, yeah. Girl, I'm always in your inbox like, hey, how are you? How's it going? And I've been pitching you. different Nikki's. <laughs> I've been pitching you for so long. I've been pitching yeah. you since before you had an assistant. Like, right. I've been pitching you for yeah. that long. <laughs> So, two different worlds. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, I, I definitely, it can be a tough balance, mm -hmm. but I love both. 
and you make time for the things that are important to you. Oh, yeah. So we, we're just going to make it work. And I'm grateful that you decided to found this organization because you could have easily said, you know what, this exists or XYZ exists. Let's just try to fit it in. And, you know, let's maybe start a committee to make it more this. But you said, you know what, even though there are other motherhood organizations, there's not one that's serving our need right now. We're going to create our own. Um, I think it's important to remember that, that it's never too late. If you see something missing, if you feel that void, chances are someone else feels it too. And don't be afraid to start it yourself. So before we jump into the lightning round, um, I just want to know what is your vision moving forward? You've started a nonprofit and you're growing, you're shifting what you're doing in your lives. Ultimately, what's your vision for District Mother Hugh, the mom friends and so forth? Well, you know, we're going to keep the mom friends going like we're going to get bigger and bigger to the point where it does become the Essence Festival for moms. Oh, yeah. um, that's definitely my yes. vision. I know I say it all the time and Nikki's like, ah, oh, festival. festival. I don't like that word festival, festival. because festivals cost money. Yes. Like basically you want to do an Essence Fest slash Culture Con. Like, girl, we need millions And we're going to get it. We and we, that's that's we the will. vision. Festival, mom friends, the festival. That, that's what I'm thinking and um headlined by Beyonce Salon, <laughs> and then my so the festival for my friends and then also I really look forward to a district motherhood headquarters mm-hmm. um so that we can do a lot of that work and programming in-house yeah. yes um mm-hmm. So that's that's really full staff, full staff yes. like where we're able to pay our staff because like the need is there, the organization is dope, and you know all we have is time to keep mm-hmm. growing and you know. And Mom Squad, is, I mean, they are already saying, "Can y'all just hurry up and get these grants so, so we can that we love this work so much? Yeah, like, you know, we would work for y'all, but you don't have health care, <laughs> y'all don't have benefits. So when y'all can afford benefits, so yeah. you know, getting getting to that place and we do okay. get a get questioned a lot about you know chaptering uh-huh. and who's to say um right as of now no because we don't have the bandwidth yeah. we don't have the capacity the resources but also simona mentioned earlier there's a certain spirit that district mother Hude embodies yeah. and we would have to find people right. that embody that spirit in yep. their mm-hmm. respective cities you have but to make also sure it's can being put done. in the work right yeah, yeah it has to be represented well and you have to be able to do the work because we told you how we hit the ground running right we don't want to ask you how the event went you're like oh well you know, we actually pushed it back two days but and it's like what no, we, we can't have that's that. Not so, that's, not, that's not the brand. That's not. It's brand. not the brand. So maybe chaptering down the line. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now let's jump into the lightning round. You answer the first thing that comes to mind. We can start with Simona, then do Nikki, and so forth. All right. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ready? Ready. ready? All right. So number one, what is a resource, not Google, that really helped you in starting District Mother Hugh that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I would say Instagram because, you know, you just start to see how people mm-hmm. host events and the different event elements that they have and the way that they yeah, activate. social media. That, not was really. my, that was my answer. <laughs> so we'll say social media was definitely a resource. Okay. Number two. Who is a black woman entrepreneur that you would trade places with for a day and why? Not Beyonce, no celebrities. I would 
would say um, Angel. I was about to say oh, Angel yeah, for yeah. I would say Angel from Spice Sweet. Country yes. is cool as hell. Yes. Just cool. And and honestly, buying the block that way, I think the way I'm she still the block. in shock. Absolutely. You know. Number three, what is a non-negotiable part of each of your days these days? Step class. Mm. I am an extreme hip hop stepper. I love step. I step two to three days a week. Nice. If I could be in step class right now, I would be. So that is my non-negotiable. Love it. I would say my devotional, uh, my Jesus calling devotional, I yeah. unravel quickly when I don't <laughs> spend time with God. So yes. that yes. for me is non-negotiable. I get it. And number four, mm-hmm. what is a personal habit about each of you guys that you think helps you significantly in your roles in the business? I'm very um, detailed, so mm-hmm. I, I run, and maybe this is a habit too, I run my home and life as if it's a press day. Mm-hmm. And one thing with press days, you know, when you have to go live at 8.33 a.m., you can't go, getting there at 8.34 is not an option. Once you miss it, you miss it. Mm-hmm. So with that, I have translated those skills in our work in District Motherhood when it comes to here are the events, here's mom friends, here's what we need to do, we need to meet this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say just keeping my ears to the PR streets. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always reading, you know, PR Daily, Newsweek. I'm just always picking up on whatever the latest PR trends are, researching current events, just always doing my market research. I'm a market research junkie. I'll look and see, okay, oh, so CultureCon had this, this, this. Okay, let me go ahead and jot my notes (laughs) down, Um, you know, see how we can utilize their resources. So just keeping my ears to the street and Mm -hmm. lots of market research. Love it. And then finally, um, what is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs who want to start their own thing, you know, really take it seriously and be their own boss, but are worried about losing a steady paycheck? Hmm. I would say that if you are called to it, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be fine. You know, if you are unsure if you're called to it or if you are doing it because you think that you just don't want to work for somebody, then you are most likely not going to be fine because this requires way more work. Working for yourself really Mm -hmm. means that you are working for other people. Um, So that would be my part in wisdom, like make sure you are sure and ready before you take that step and ask yourself why. And don't forget that there is so much wisdom to be gained from learning from other people who have built companies. Mm -hmm. Like a lot, my thing lately with entrepreneurs is folks graduate from college or have little to no skills working in for companies or agencies and they try to jump the entrepreneurial world and they they don't realize that they're missing little little habits like they're yeah. missing learning from how these companies built or how these lead or what it's like to grab coffee with a co-worker or mm-hmm. to work the printer all these things yeah, the soft skills the soft you don't even skills, have those. You know, like yeah. all, all of those things learning how to um respond to a co-worker that's yes. aggravating you yes. if you don't even have those skills there you're more likely to be snapping on clients because you haven't even built that you mm-hmm. haven't used you utilized right. that season so yeah. there is a season for working for people Absolutely. Oh, yes. and make sure that you um truly maximize that season before you start working for yourself Ooh, i love that 
That was That's a word, it. sis. That, that was, was a word. word. I would say, um, and I, I don't, it won't apply to every business owner, mm-hmm. but I would say find a partner. Mm. I can honestly say that District Motherhood wouldn't be what it is or what it's going to become if I did not have oh. a solid partner. I am all for working with other women. I am all for brand building. How can we both eat? How does this partnership, how is it mutually beneficial? Yes. So to me, I would say find a solid partner, a good partner, because all <laughs> partners, they aren't, they aren't made equal. No, right. right? I love it. And you know what my final takeaway is from chatting with you ladies today? It's um, you are not afraid to explore things that interest you and bring you joy. And, you know, you mentioning that you've written a children's book and so many times we get overwhelmed with how will I fit that in? What would that look like? How do I make money from it? Will it be on the bestsellers list? All these yeah. other things before That's we a even whole start. conversation and interview, girl. <laughs> right, 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 right. All I'm saying is you're not afraid to go for it. You're not afraid to not say I'm, I'm a PR girl in this respect. And then I'm also mm-hmm. a mom who's interested in building community for moms. I'm also a mom who's interested in creating better stories for my children. And you're not afraid to create that. So I want to just leave everyone with that spirit of not being afraid to create and just doing something because it's drawing you, it's calling you and it interests you and you are going yes. to enjoy the process of creating it. I read something or maybe it was a a sermon this past Sunday. If God put it on your spirit to do, he'll give you the resources and tools to execute. And it may not be right away, but if it keeps waking you up at night, God is going to make sure you have everything you need to get it done. Amen. So where can people connect with you both and District Motherhood after this conversation? Yeah. So me personally, you can connect with me. Um, my email is Simona at the noche model.com or you can find me on Instagram, which is the Simona noche.com. Uh, I'm, I mean, the Simona noche, right? And, um, obviously on district motherhood, we are district motherhood on Instagram, district motherhood.org. Hello at district motherhood. So we are always willing to connect, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, yeah, you can DM me or DM us at district motherhood. Yeah. If you go to District Motherhood um, on Instagram, and that's H-U-E-D, both of our profiles are tagged from there. And you can connect connect with us there. Slide in our DMs. Talk to us. We talk back. Yeah. So generous of you guys. And we will link to all of those in the show notes. So with that, you guys, there you have it. And I'll talk to you next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you'll receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Running a business is hard, but your email marketing doesn't have to be. With AWeber's easy to use email marketing platform, you can stay connected with your audience, write new content faster, sell more, and grow your business, all without having to become an expert in yet another business tool. Start today at aweber.com slash podcast. That's A-W-E-B-E-R dot com slash podcast. Aweber, simpler email marketing.
Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.